Hell. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. Tonight's show, we will dig into what the future might hold for each team in the AFC North. How you doing, my friend? Oh, doing well. Could you hear my phone vibrating just there? Oh, you're a busy man. You're like Adam Schefter. It doesn't stop. But, yeah, I'm doing well. I uh, got a little rain tonight, so I got to come home, get a couple rackets strung up, take care of a couple things, and sit here and talk to my fine bearded friend. Yeah, and uh, we apologize to our listeners who've been waiting for this episode to come out. Uh, we had a delay. It's my fault. Uh, my girlfriend is um, – she's the creator of Diaper Dust, if you haven't heard about it, and she had to go out of town um, – for a business deal down in Dallas. And she was gone uh, from Wednesday when we normally do the show until tonight. And I didn't have anyone to watch my little man. Uh, so we had to delay this until now, but we'll get you with two episodes this week. Um, and we, again, we apologize. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Kevin, we have a listener question to start this out. You ready? Yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm not, I didn't know that. So this, this will be fun. Yeah, of course. Um, so, and, and I like this one because it, every single human being who plays fantasy football deals with it. Well, unless you get one of the top couple of tight ends. But the question is, if I don't get one of the top tight ends, what should I do? We so pretty, we pretty much covered this when we when we when you spew your hatred towards Dawson Knox and we talk about any of the other tight ends. I mean, if you don't get one of the top ones, you wait till the ninth round. And that's tenth round. That's almost exactly um, my, my feelings on it. So for me, first, it depends on who you think, like how many quote top tight ends uh, you, that you have my top three, Andrews, Kelsey and Pitts. Then I have Kittle Schultz and Waller, but are they really considered the top guys? Um, But even with, with with any of these folks, I, I don't want any of them unless I get them out of value. So just like quarterbacks, I don't mind waiting on a tight end. And if I find myself, like you just said, rounds eight to 10, and I'm looking at TJ Hawkinson or Dallas Goddard or maybe even Zach Ertz, I might pull the trigger there. Yeah. After those guys are gone, though, it is basically a positional punt for me. Uh, and here's why. So Mark Andrews was tight end one last year, and he scored 30 more points than Kelsey, who was tight end two. Well, Kelsey scored almost 50 more points than Dalton Schultz, who was tight end three. Kittle was seven points behind Schultz. But then from tight end five, who was Zach Ertz, through tight end 13, which was Pat Fryermuth, there was only a difference of 22 total points, basically a point and a half per game. So there was a larger gap in scoring from Andrews to Kelsey from one to two than there was separating tight end five and tight end 13. So really, if you don't get one of those top three tight ends uh there's no point in wasting a top pick on no, anybody else the draft value is not there yeah you're you're, you're wasting it for no real reason um you know my legal record of course is auction i years ago you know i was waiting waiting let other people spend all the money on these tight ends 
I ended up getting uh, Jonu Smith and He Who Shall Not Be Named, both for really cheap. And I just started picking and choosing week by week. It's almost like streaming people from my own team. I got them both for a decent price. Who you playing this week? That looks like the one, of course, after about week three. Johnny Smith was a year he did really well, and he who should not be named did his usual one catch for seven yards. So it wasn't really even a debate, but that that's the general point. So even if you're in a redraft league, wait till the 10th round, get one, get another in the 11th round, stream them within your own team week to week, whatever you want to do. Um, who are some late tight ends? Like if you decide to punt, who are your late guys? Jeez. After the Dawson Knoxes, after the Friar Moose. So after, I mean, like, okay, so people like Irv Smith, maybe. They're going okay. to pass, pass, pass. How healthy is going to be? And Joku, Tunyon, they're still saying how healthy is he going to be? He should not be named. You never know. Gerald Everett, Hayden yep. Hurst, um, all these guys. It's just, they're very hit or miss. That's the thing. We, you talk about how those guys are separated by a point and a half. But week to week, they might be separated by 19 points because – they're very, very hit or miss. Most of them are extremely touchdown reliant. And you just hope you play the one in the right week. The guy that gets 13 instead of the guy that gets three. Uh, Jared Everett is, I'm glad you brought that name up. He's one of mine um, that I like getting in late. Um, he's coming from one of the least throwing offenses, uh, which was Seattle, to one of the teams that throws the most in the Chargers. And last year, the Chargers tight end Jared Cook, who's ancient Jared Cook, hmm. I think he ended up as – tight end 16 or something like that. And Jared Everett is definitely better than cook is right now yeah. at this point in their careers. And he's like a decade younger. So that's a, that's a nice little dart throw. I like him. Gerald Everett right now. Fantasy pros is uh, he is tight end 21 going 165 overall. So that'd be roughly around 14 or so. And in, in a 12 team league. And so you said he's tight end 21. 21. He, he's my tight end 14. Yeah. Just behind he should not be named and right ahead of Tyler Higby. Gotcha. Higby. I can't believe people still say his name. A lot of these guys, they're all guys that at some point have had this big upside talk about them. And it's just not, it's just not panned out. It's not, it's just not really a still as much as tight ends are used now. It's still not a tight end friendly league. Correct. All right, so you ready to jump in this AFC North? I bet you are. Let's do it. Uh, and I like the, the setup we did last week where we talk uh, a little bit about each team and then we go in and cover the positions one at a time. So instead of doing all of the Ravens first, we'll do we'll talk about the Ravens as a whole, then the Bengals as a whole and work our way down, and then we'll go all the quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. Um, yeah. That cool with you? Fine with me, brother. All right, sir, you're – Baltimore Ravens. They have the tenth best odds at winning the Super Bowl at plus twenty two hundred, even though they finished last in the AFC North last year at eight and nine. Um, they were middle of the road in points scored, but they were six in total yards. They had the league's best run defense, but they're 29th in pass defense. But we said before a lot of that was due to injuries. They've added Kyle Hamilton, Huge Travis plays. Jones, and big plays. So much of it was seventy yards here, eighty yards there. Those add up quick, right? Uh, and so they added three big time rookies. And although they lost Hollywood Brown, uh, they added some O line help. And word on the street is your boy Lamar Jackson's beef beefed up, so he can stay healthy this year. It's not even word on the street. You can see pictures of it. He's he's looking bigger. I 
some people are talking about how he was like looks like you know DK Metcalf because you know, DK Metcalf was even teasing about teasing about it on Twitter. He doesn't look that big, but he's definitely bulked up a little bit. I hopefully it doesn't affect his speed. Hopefully he doesn't blow a knee from the extra weight. But more than that, he just seems really pissed off, annoyed at everything. And I hope he just goes out and goes crazy. And I said that, yeah, they came in last last year, but at one point before eight nine, they were eight and three. They were the one seed in the league. They lose a game. L Jacks then goes out. And then from there, they just they couldn't win to save their lives. But it was all the defense. Even Huntley was in there. They the, the offense still was 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 humming. In a two week span, didn't they go from first in the AFC North to last? Something crazy like that. No, no, because it was longer than that because they lost six in a row. Because but they didn't go to last, but they eventually did. Browns eventually passed them, and the Steelers. I mean, it's a good division, and you lose six games in a row. I think good things aren't going to happen. That's right. All right. Are Bengals, uh, the odd, their odds are tied with Baltimore. They finished 10 and 7 and won the AFC North and obviously are the defending AFC champions. Uh, they were, had the seventh most points scored and the seventh best passing offense with the fifth best run defense. Most of their additions, as far as their team goes, came along the offensive line, which is a which was a big weak spot uh, for them. And I brought that up on our old faces, old, yeah, mm-hmm. old faces, new places episode a few weeks ago. With a solid offensive line, Joe Burrow quarterback, and all these offensive weapons, this is going to be a tough team to stop. That it is. They're going to be. Uh, I think their win total is only scoring. at eight and a half, though. I was listening to fan, uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Radio today, and they were talking. I think they said the Bengals' win total. I have to look it up, but uh, the is set at eight and a half. Because it's, it's the Bengals, they have to earn more respect than one Super Bowl loss. A lot of people think it was a fluke that they even made the Super Bowl still, and. I guess they're going to get their chance to, to prove people wrong, aren't they? they Don't sure know will. why they can't. I the, take uh, that over all day long, wouldn't you? Y- yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. The nine wins? Yeah. I mean, that's – they they yeah, don't even have to eight. be as good as they were. They could get worse this year and still get it. Well, that's the thing. They're actually – they make the Super Bowl lose it. They didn't really lose anything appreciably, yet – the odds makers are expecting them to, to win less games. Don't know, my friend. Yeah. Um, the, speaking of winning less games, the Cleveland Browns, they currently sit at plus 2,800, but once the Deshaun Watson suspension is official, I'm sure that those odds will drop. Uh, they were third in the division at eight and nine, obviously same record as uh, the Ravens 27th pass offense, but they were fourth in run rushing offense they had the fifth best pass defense and the 12th best rushing defense so they got a solid d uh, coming back and because of that they didn't really do a whole lot with it but they did remake the offense out with baker mayfield in with deshaun watson in with jacoby Brissett, out with jarvis landry in with amari cooper and in with rookie david bell uh and then they they uh are out with their former tight end austin hooper it's a shame, though, to have all these shiny new wide receiver weapons and Amari Cooper and David Bell without a stud quarterback to throw him the ball. Because Watson, I'm sure, is going to be suspended. I mean, I, I can't imagine it'll be less than a year, but now he's saying he's going to sue the NFL if it is a year or more. He so didn't say that's his lawyer said it. His lawyer well, said they right. already have the whole thing. All they have to do is submit it. That it's already written up, drawn up, and they'll submit it to federal court the second I just that- can't. Comes out. I just can't believe they burned that Baker Bridge because if 
this team looks completely different with Baker Mayfield as a quarterback compared to Jacoby Brissett. Talk about a scapegoat for all your problems. I mean, yeah. there, you see these memes all the time, like with this whole debacle. Could you could you make it an even more Cleveland Browns decision? <laughs> is, <laughs> is there a team in the league that you would expect to botch this more? I mean, the Texans recently have been pretty rough, but compared to the Browns and their lifetime of this, it's uh, it, it's it's just sort of status quo. It's par for the course for the Browns. It's not really a surprise that they would find a way to completely bungle this whole thing. But it's if he shame. doesn't get a year, man, there's going to be a lot of people that have been suspended. Oh, yeah. Like Calvin Riley, he's suspended for a year for betting $1,200 on a game that he wasn't in. And yet this guy goes around doing what he's accused of doing, and you're just going to let him off? I, I don't know how. I, mean, Pete, I know it's a different sport, but Pete Rose is still banned for life for betting on his own team to win every game yeah, he's coaching. It's madness. And Never people say, well, well some, I heard somebody the other day said to me, a friend of mine, we already suspended all last year. Like, no, not really. He's on the commissioner exempt list. He got paid like $20-some million to, to go on vacation all year. We should all That's be correct. so lucky to be kicked out of our jobs and still get paid for them. Kidding. All right, sir. Last team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have the 23rd worst odds to win the Super Bowl at plus 9,000. They finished last year second in the division, 9-7-1. and one. How about that tie? Um, fifth, they were 15th. So they were 15th in passing offense, but they were fourth in passing attempts. So they were not very efficient. Uh, they were ninth in pass defense, but uh, running the ball is really where we fall off a cliff for Pittsburgh. They were 29th in rushing offense and dead last in rushing defense. That is not very steel curtain of them. Uh, for the first time in two decades, basically, there's a new quarterback in the Steel City as most likely. Mitchell Trubisky will be getting his second chance at a starting gig. Uh, And it's going to be very interesting to see if the Steelers can fix their defensive woes and how a new man at the helm will pan out. Um, I'm actually going to – you just want to skip the Steelers talk because I don't feel like hearing you yell and curse. The only thing I could say about the Steelers is in the NFL, you need a viable quarterback. I think – we'll get to Trubisky. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there, um, but we're going to go back to your Ravens and we're going to start with them and their quarterback, Lamar Jackson. He is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks of all time. He can run, he can throw and everything that the Ravens did in the offseason, such as adding offensive linemen and not adding receivers points to them planning to return to their 2020 philosophy of running the ball 150 more times than they threw. Normally, this would be a bad thing for a fantasy quarterback, but this is good news when you have one of the most dangerous runners in the league behind center. Uh, And in 2020, the Ravens were dead last in passing attempts, first in rushing attempts. Lamar missed a game, and he was still a top-10 fantasy quarterback. Yeah, I expect big things from him this year. Like like I mentioned earlier, I think as much as anything, he's just really pissed off and wants to show the world what he's got. I think he's going to. I think I still wish Greg Groman would get lost. I I, I wish they'd bring in somebody else that – Run, run runs the same basic offense with Lamar, but can at least have a little razzle-dazzle there, mix something up once in a while. Um, Lamar's problem, again, is if you and I are watching the game, calling all the plays, then certainly defensive coordinators around the league know what's coming. And, and to me, that's a problem because no matter what your skill set is, this is the NFL, and you know, you're not playing you know, Alabama A&M. 
you have to be able to, to do something to confuse the defense or how good, but I, I think it's going to be huge. I don't really ever expect him to repeat that, that huge year 2019, but if he can even come close, watch out for the Ravens. I mean, like I said, he was an MVP candidate last year when they were eight and three. Then he gets hurt. Right. They fall apart, come in last place. Well, and where's he for you in your quarterback rankings? Do you? Where did I have him? Did I have him at fourth? His, his current, well, his current ADP is QB4. He is my QB4. So, regardless, he, you he's in that neighborhood for you as well, right? Yes. Absolutely, yes. I mean, he just – he's going to be – he's safe. He's a safe pick. Absolutely. And he, and he has weak winning upside. I mean, he can go out there and get you 30 points any week. He certainly can, my friend. He's a, he's a monster. He – it doesn't matter. He, he's he's just one of those guys in fantasy. You play him every week. You draft him to play him. You don't you don't sit him when he's playing the number one defense. He's out there because he might go for thirty four gets. So the Ravens might lose, but he still might go for thirty four points. That's correct. Uh, next up is Joe Burrow, and he was last year's QB eight, and is looking like one of the pillars of the future of this league. Uh, not many quarterbacks can lead their team to Super Bowl in their sophomore year. He was third in passing yards a game, third in touchdown percentage, first in yards per attempt. He was, and this is interesting to me. He was also sacked more than any other quarterback in the league. And I have no idea if any other quarterbacks made it to the Super Bowl leading the league in sacks. But imagine if the Bengals would upgrade their offensive line to keep Burrow standing. And then, oh, wait, they did. So, whew, this is exciting for him. It is. They're going to, they're going to be sharp. They should score a lot of points. They're going to be playing in some high scoring games, it looks like. And, uh, my, my big thing with him fantasy-wise is he, he's not going to get you a whole lot of points on the ground. Well, what did he do? Did he run it all much? Do you, do you have Bro, his no. numbers up well, right now? He, he was, no, he was coming back from his Oh, so, um, yeah, they really didn't want to run. Well. Yeah, the leg right. brace is off now, they're saying. So, you know, he, he he's a beast. What can you say? I'd love to have him on any of my teams. Uh, and I have him slotted in right behind uh, Lamar. He's my QB5. Okay. Yeah, I think that when we had talked, I had him around like six or seven. I actually, it turns out I had uh, L. Jacks at four or at five right behind Hertz. Gotcha. Um, and, you, well, you mentioned the running, and it's it's tough to – obviously Tom Brady beats the odds all the time, but having a quarterback that doesn't rush at all, really. He had 118 yards rushing last year. Burrow did. Yeah. Uh, to have him ranked that high because that's, you know, that's how fantasy quarterbacks – you know, that's how they cash in um, their points. But he's he's great, and he has awesome weapons, which obviously we'll get to here in a minute. <clears throat> All yeah. right, the, Bra- the Browns quarterback situation, disgusting. <laughs> Trading for Watson and burning that bridge with Mayfield we talked about has led the Browns to having to start Jacoby Brissett, and this is not good for anyone. All of the receivers need to be downgraded, and it, I'm even worried about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and the running game. Brissett has a 60% career completion percentage. He's never averaged 200 passing yards a game, and his career yards per attempt is 6.4. That is not good. No, it's not. He's going 35th in quarterbacks right now. It's just not a a good player. That offense isn't built for somebody like him who's just – it's funny to watch him play. You might watch Gamer in the first quarter. He looks sharp as can be, but then the next, you know, second, third, fourth quarter, they – he quickly shows his true colors. 
if his ADP is quarterback 35, <laughs> the last I checked, there are only 32 yeah. NFL teams. So I'm Watson's assuming going Watson, 19th and nobody even expects him to play this year. Right. So who else is going? Who else is a backup that's going before? Oh, Kenny Pickett, I see, is yeah, he's uh, being 26. drafted before him. Yeah. Uh, and then both San Francisco quarterbacks. Marcus well, Mar- Mar- Mariota's starting now. So, yeah, both San Francisco's. Mitch. I love Jacoby, people, I guess. I don't know. Jacoby Brissett is being taken at QB 35. QB 36 is Malik Willis. And <laughs> there has been not one human being mentioned his name as uh, being a starter. No, I saw a report that he's actually been struggling learning the offense. But, yeah. I, mean, I think we expect Liberty that. to the NFL. Right. That's, I think, understandable. Right. Yeah, he. Uh, that, that's a, going to be a tough situation. There maybe isn't a team in the league that uh, their whole season is predicated more than uh, in, over the next week when this decision comes out. That's right. Uh, and the last QB in the division, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, in what is what what was and still is considered a major reach, the Bears took the former UNC QB second overall in the 2017 draft. And besides a Pro Bowl nod in 2018, he's been mediocre at best. His career, 64% completion percentage, and he averages 207 passing yards a game. Not great. For perspective, that would have ranked him 30th in yards per game this year, just in front of Davis Mills and Tua, uh, who obviously I'm not too fond of, and especially in terms of fantasy. What I think might be a saving grace, though, <clears throat> was spending this past season as Josh Allen's backup in Buffalo. <clears throat> Excuse me. He got to see how an upper echelon signal caller prepares, and he was able to learn from then offensive coordinator for the Bills, Brian Dable, who is obviously the head coach for the Giants now. <clears throat> and he's joining a team that hasn't had a losing record since two, 2003. I graduated high school the last time the Steelers had a losing record, and they've only had four losing seasons dating back to 1990. Uh, they've won the best coaching staffs in the league, and hopefully they'll be able to, to get the most out of Trubisky. And having a stud running back helps that um, out as well. I think you and I, we've discussed, Mitch, a few times that whole thing. We hope now that he's learned how to play quarterback in a proper place. It might help. And I'm pretty sure you and I are both fans of Mitch. Even though he's with the Steelers. I think you and I, we we, we tend to pick certain guys that we want to root for. I'd like to see him do decent. I still want the Steelers to go 0-17. But I wouldn't mind if he did well. I'd, I'd be happy for the guy and then maybe leave town and go to a team that I can stand. Uh, we'll see. How, I mean, Omar Epps will coach him up nice. It's a great place to go if you want to play football. Uh, if we're being I, I'm honest. not touching him from a fantasy standpoint. You, the, I wouldn't take him for bucks. The streak of not having a losing season is really um, in jeopardy this year for the Steelers. It really is tough division. That's well, maybe um, should be tough, but you're right. They just, you got to have the horses to pull the wagon and uh, they just, as an overall team right now, they just don't. And now they got to have this really weird name for their stadium. That's going to annoy everybody. So I don't know what, what's going to go on up there in Pittsburgh. Hopefully terrible, terrible things. Well, we'll see. Uh, moving on to the running back position, my favorite, I think your favorite running back, your favorite uh, fantasy position. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a fantasy, favorite fantasy position. I don't know that I've ever really 
really thought yeah, about that. What, 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 I mean, what do you mean it's your favorite? What, what do you, what's your definition um, of that? Because there are the first round is normally peppered with running backs. Uh, I think it's in general the favorite position because everyone's worried about the first pick. Everyone's worried about who they're going to take, and it's usually running back. Okay. So all lies on the RBs. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I have a favorite position, but I will admit that in the first round, maybe first two rounds, it is the most vital position because the whole no running back strategy, people always want to talk about, oh, man, what worked for me? Okay, I get that, but look at the nine other guys that it didn't work for. You can make it work, but it's just – it's not – from my experience, it's just not a super smart strategy to go with. <laughs> if it happens to you, it should happen by accident, not that you're intensely going in there and not taking a running back to the fifth round. I agree. Uh, and so the Ravens, I'm assuming J.K. Dobbins is the starter. Uh, and all things being equal, and if he wasn't returning from injury, I would have Dobbins ranked in the very top part of my RB2 range. Two seasons ago, he rushed for 800 yards and nine touchdowns while averaging just nine carries a game. That is six yards a carry. And, man, you want to talk about efficient. But now there are rumors he's not going to participate in the preseason at all. Who knows if he'll be regular for the regular season. Um, that's obviously muddies the waters of where you, you, you want to draft him. And I don't know if you saw the tweet today. I did. But, yeah. So, go ahead. Pissed too. Yeah, he's angry. What's get tell us about the tweets? Which one was was it Rappaport? The rap sheet it, yeah. came Ian out Rappaport, saying yeah. that his reports are hearing he's not going to be ready. He'll start the season on pup. Blah blah blah. He had this happen to his knee. That happened to his knee. So then uh uh Dobbins got wind of that and just got around there like basically uh saw Will Smith slap in the face, shut your mouth, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm ready, my rehab's way ahead of schedule. I will be on the field in week one. Don't really care what you say. Why don't you come talk to me yourself, big boy, or something like that? He was, it was not, it wasn't the kindest of retorts. Um, he but he wasn't mixing his words. I guess I don't like when some little skinny little runt like him runs his mouth and not even on the field, doesn't consult you first and just pulls that routine. But uh, I mean, doesn't matter. He, when he comes back, whether he's on the starts on pup or not, he'll be the starter. But Gus will still play just as much. And, and that's a problem, right? That, that's the, the Nick Chubb problem. Hunt deal. Oh, it's a problem from yeah, the fantasy, fantasy world Correct. for the Ravens. It's glorious. It's like it's right. like mm-hmm. it's like Cleveland. You've got two viable starting running backs fresh the whole game. But from fantasy, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. There are guys you don't want to have to start every week. Maybe it flex, you, but you don't you can't right. rely on because you don't know what, what they're gonna get. And then basically they're running backs. Two and three anyway, because L Jax is really the starting yeah. running back. And, and Dobbins is so good. I, I want is. him. I wish he could have a featured role because he yeah. really is talented. And He's you mentioned Gus Edwards. For for Gus Edwards, my notes, I just wrote CJK Dobbins because yeah. Gus Edwards they, was also he, very efficient. Yeah, he averaged, I think, in the high fives in yards per carry. You got one guy averaging six, like six point one, another one averaging five point eight, five point nine. Boy, that's that's just sickening in the NFL. That's not supposed to happen. Well, <laughs> my nightmare is if what happened last year happens this year because they also signed Mike Davis. And so in my notes for Gus Edwards, all I wrote was C. J.K. Dobbins. And for Mike Davis, I wrote C. Devonta Freeman, C. Le'Veon Bell. Right. Because it's right. all the same. Yeah. Old Rumbling, dude. bumbling, stumbling. Yes. That, uh, right. That'll just be shenanigans. Uh, 
So, man, if they got those two, those two backs, those two speed backs, wow. An offense will click. But... Yeah. Well, let's move from one team that has um, a difficult backfield to figure out for fantasy purposes to one that there is no question – our guy, Joe Mixon, he was third in rushing attempts last year, third in yards, 16 total touchdowns for the guy, 42 catches on 48 targets. That's that's impressive right there. Um, and there's no legitimate running back on the roster to steal touches. Samaje so P. Ryan, it, it's not happening, yeah. buddy. Uh, now, they bring him in on third downs and to give Mixon a breather here and there, but that's it. And also, not to mention the Bengals' pass game will leave his running lanes wide open his current adp is rb7 he is my current rb3 i am a little worried because i'm a numbers and odds guy and you know over the past five years only seven guys have repeated top five finishes um for running backs three of them aaron jones dalvin cook and derrick henry all did it the same season from 2019 to 2020 i don't see why mixon can't be the next to do it uh but it does worry me a little bit because the odds are not in his favor Right. I have him at two. Okay. But man, the the, the wow. more I think about, it, the more I wanna I wanna put him at one. I just can't quite pull the trigger there. But man, I think he's just gonna be a monster. If that offense the way it goes and with nobody behind him, barring the injuries, like you're saying, he's gonna just freak just it's just he'll be in, in all the time. He's gonna be a monster, absolute monster. He's going I love eighth, that. the eighth running back taken. How oh, is, it, is it eight now? He, so he went down since I is checked. DeAndre Swift going ahead of Mexican. That is about the stupidest thing I've ever seen in fantasy. That is just asinine. I mean, it's just, it's just stupid. I don't know how else to better put it. That's just one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. So technically, right now with Fantasy Pros ADP, they're both averaging the eighth pick. So I think technically they're tied. Um, but I feel you. It's I, I got it. Joe Mixon for me is is way above DeAndre Swift, and I'm high on DeAndre Swift. But yes, you are. It's uh, it's definitely going to be Mixon for me. All right, Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb. He is the man. I love this guy. He's a three time man Bowl. crush on him, dude. <laughs> I do. I do. I'm crushing on Chubb, buddy. He's a three time Pro Bowler. Good. He's been in the league for four years. He's only rushed for less than a thousand yards once as a rookie, and he hit 996. If he fell forward one time, no. he could have got a thousand yards his rookie season. He flirts with double digit touchdowns every year. The Browns love to run the ball. His only issue has been his running mate, Kareem Hunt, stealing his carries, especially around the goal line. And as a Chubb owner, I have watched many more times than I've wanted to. Chubb marched the ball down the field and then get a breather when they get inside the five. Since his rookie year, he's been RB16, RB7, 9, and 11. Chubb is always hard for me to rank. He's a top three talent, but his opportunity share negates the success he could have. And I, I posted this on Twitter and on, on our Facebook page. He was 27th in snap share for running backs, second in rushing yards. His yards per touch, he was fourth. Juke rate, he was third. Evaded tackles was third. Breakaway one runs, third all while being second in the league when facing stacked boxes. So the defense knows he's getting the ball, and it just doesn't matter. Imagine what he would do with a role like Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor. I mean, it would be insane. Yeah, I think the Cleveland should just get rid of Kareem Hunt. 
get what you can for him while you still can and let Chubb run. There's, I've had Chubb only once since he's been in the league, and it's so frustrating to see him break off a 20-yard run, then a 15-yard run, then a seven, then another 20, and then they take him out so that Hunt can get a little three-yard swing pass and score. <laughs> it is just – it's just it's just Kareem Hunt is the bane of my existence. He, he gets Chubb. more points on that one play than Chubb gets for taking the ball the whole way down the field. Yeah. It's frustrating as all hell, and – but the dude, you're right. Talent wise, he's one of the probably five best backs in the league. Um, sure. and, and some people say, well, part of that's because he's always fresh, because he always, you know, he has his fresh legs, because he doesn't have to be a workhorse back. Well, I, I can buy that to a point. But a talent, little bit. talent is talent. You either have it or you don't. That's right. I, I don't know, man. He said one, I'll take, but that's the thing. Him over some of these guys that have to share backfield, I'll still take him all day long. I'll spend plenty on him. Because you never know when he's throwing out a 40-burger for you in a given week. Right. Um, and it's not like Kareem Hunt's bad either. No, he would start he's, on most teams in the league. Right. I mean, he even, did. <laughs> so, and, and think about that. And this is exactly what we're talking about. Is last year, Kareem Hunt had 78 rushes. Because he dealt with injuries and stuff like that. 78 yeah. rushes. He had five rushing touchdowns on only 78 carries. I mean, I don't know how many carries Miles Sanders had, but he had zero rushing touchdowns, and I know he had more than 100 rushes. And it's right. it's just – it's maddening. Two years ago, even with Nick Chubb being a top-10 running back, Kareem Hunt was also a top-10 running back in half-point PPR. And, I mean, how about the Texans? Can we trade Kareem Hunt to the Texans or the Falcons? Can it we do that? a lot of sense. Get what you can for him now while you can, while he's still young and a stud. But can you imagine Kareem Hunt on the Bills? No, that'd be just glorious. We saw what he did with the Chiefs, led the league in rushing as a rookie, as a rookie, and then the second year before he decided to make some bad decisions, he was made what the number one or two uh, pace runner. Because I had him in Mahomes right from the beginning, mm, so I'm nice. just lighting up points. Because how many times a game does he just throw him this little dump off, and Cream Hunt just starts sprint around somebody jumps over another dude then bowls somebody over into the end zone it was just double points left and right for him but man when when hunt got suspended that whole chiefs offense sort of sputtered then and he's a beast um for the browns it's great they've got them both on decent contracts for football amazing for fantasy trash awful i hate it yeah. where do you have chubb where do you have nick chubb um do you know? I, off the top of your I head? have him. I haven't made my official range. He's still too far away. Oh, uh, gotcha. But he's still he'd okay. still be in my top twelve. Definitely. He's a, for me. He's a definitely an RB one. You because you never know week to week what, how he's going to be used. One week he might actually be RB one, but the next week he's RB seventeen because he put up great numbers but didn't get the score. I have him at eleven right now, but that's really because that's because of Cream Hunt, but. Also, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, he faced yeah. the second most stack boxes last year. He's going to face the most stack boxes this and year. He might, no one. He seems to be, be stack box proof. Here's the real if, question now: Have you made your decision regarding Mr. Chubb in your league of record? I have not. R- real quick before we get to that, um, right now I have Nick Chubb at 11. But I can tell you, if something were to happen, and you know, the fantasy gods would, you know lighten my life a little bit um and kareem hunt will be traded nick chubb would jump up into the top five for me okay for my my running backs i think for most people his value would shoot through the roof yeah so your question about 
uh, my league of record. So we do a one player keeper league and that player comes at a two round penalty from where they were drafted the year before. So Chubb's rookie year, I think it was, I took him in the 11th round. So I used him as a keeper in the ninth round and then it was the seventh round and then the fifth round. Well, now this year, if I choose to keep Chubb, he's my third round pick, which is good value, right? He's going usually second round, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. But I drafted Debo Samuel in the seventh round last year. So Debo would be my fifth round pick this year. And I think for the first time since Nick Chubb was a rookie, I think I'm going to have to let him go. I think I'm going to have to go Debo as my fifth round pick over Chubb as my third. But I have some time to figure it out. I don't have to. I was going to say, know, what I don't do you have to yet. know by? Because Debo could not decide so, at the last minute he's not playing or he refuses to run the ball or he refuses to run the ball in the game and they suspend him. And it's well, obviously by then you have already have kept him. But uh, I have until mid August to decide. You know, this, is, this, is a, this is a little touchy situation. I know. Especially my love for, for Nick Chubb, it, it doesn't help anything. Yeah. Um, hey, I got a lot, a lot of love for this next guy too, and that's Najee Harris. He is my current RB5. He is coming off a season where he led the NFL in touches with 381, including 74 catches on 94 targets. He had more catches than most running backs have targets. Uh, one thing that hurt him was that so many of his rushes came between the 20s. Harris only had 29 carries inside the 29 or inside the 20. So once they got to the to the red zone, that was it for Harris. Jonathan Taylor, who led the league in rushes inside the 20, had 89, 60 more than Najee Harris. Basically three times. I mean, it's yeah, I have no idea why Najee Harris did not get more red zone toes. Miles Gaskin had more touches inside the 20 than Najee Harris did. So although his seven rushing scores is respectable, respectable, um, I'd be more inclined to think that that number is going to rise. Surely they're going to run the ball near the goal line more now that Big Ben is out enjoying his retirement. Harris is still going to get over 300 touches. He's still going to get a ton of targets. He ran 25 routes per game last year. So it's tough to not project him as one of the best fantasy running backs on planet Earth. I know you like that. Um, I mean, the dude had 10 RB1 weeks last year and only three weeks where he's outside the top 30. That is High floor, buddy. This is the highest I've ever heard you talk about him. Typically, when we speak of Najee, all you do is talk about all of his poor stats. And well, so, this is uh, what happens when you when some... I get to dig into the numbers for the week. Okay, so so you've had a change of heart on him then, all of a sudden, or? Well, he was. I think I had him at RB eight when I first did my rankings, and he's okay. up to RB five now. So yeah, I, had, I, I was I've still high on him, just not as high as you were at the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. He'll put up his numbers. He's going to play, be on the field constantly. I can't really say these the quarterback change is going to hurt because Ben was trash last year. Uh, Not great. So, so, yeah, I don't think that's going to hurt. Hopefully they will use one. I've never understood the Steelers' philosophy of let the running back move the ball for you. Then when we get to the 20, let's just throw endless just – slants endless fades into the corner I, I i don't really get it, especially when you have a quarterback whose arm's a wet noodle I, I don't really get that so maybe they'll have some common sense i have him at five as much as i hate him i'd love to have him on the evil decepticons and kicking some butt for me 
Uh, yeah, he's, he's a stud. He's going to be a stud. Um, all right, moving on to pass catchers. You good on running backs? Absolutely right, sir. fine, sir. Your Ravens, Rashad Bateman. I love this guy. As excited as I am about Bateman, I am that unexcited about every other wide receiver on the Ravens roster, which helps with my Bateman excitement. Seven of the 12 games um, Bateman that Bateman had at least six targets, um, but he only had one touchdown. So he had seven games of at least six targets. He only had one touchdown. So now after tra- trading away Marquise Brown and his 140, what was it, 145 targets, Bateman is the unquestioned wide receiver one for Baltimore, and there will no doubt be some positive regression in terms of his scoring. His only obstacle is going to be the run first philosophy of the Ravens, but Lamar Jackson can still support a wide receiver one in this offense. Just look at Marquise Brown. The first half of the season last year, dude was balling out. Um, And as a side note for Bateman in week 17, he primarily went up against Jalen Ramsey. He ran 27 routes. He had 10 targets, seven catches against Ramsey. So the dude can, do it against the top competition as well. I don't think targets will be a problem. I think didn't we discuss a few weeks ago? Uh, Hollywood was like tenth in the league in targets, and Andrews yeah. was twelfth. Mm-hmm. So, so along those lines, so it's not that won't be a problem. But the Bateman haters—that's what they're saying. Oh, they're good, good to run the ball every play. Well, they well that's because they haven't actually looked in the numbers and actually anybody said it, it's like all these morons online that just. Because ESPN tells them this is the Ravens offense, they think they know it. When you actually look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. You're not 10th and 12th in targets because you only run. It's a fact. It's not, that's not imaginary. It's a fact. My bigger problem isn't Bateman. When your number two guys, DuVernay, who's a pro bowl, actually all pro uh, returner last year, but not really a he hasn't done much on the field from the, on the offense. And then your number three receiver, most people can't even pronounce his name. I'm still not sure what it is because I'll actually watch some Raven stuff online. And one guy's calling him Prochy. Another one's calling him Prochet. One a few weeks ago just called him Proch. And I, so I, I don't think, even I think know it's the Proch. guy's name. So that's a problem when nobody even can say that, let it even know who it is, but even pronounce his name right. That's a problem to me. No death. What happens if Bateman twists his ankle and misses seven weeks? Who are they going to throw to? Andrews can only do so much. It's a problem. They're going, there's no way. I'm going to say it right here and now. This isn't even a bold prediction. This is just a, a no-brainer. There's no way they in week one, going into week one, that that will be their starting three receivers. Not a prayer. They are going to sign somebody, and it might be a washed-up, over-the-hill receiver, but there's no way they're going to go into the season with that. They, they I mean, they have to. <clears throat> they do. They have to. Even, even if it's just to have a guy come in and teach them all how to play the game right, how to run routes right, how to read defense right, something other than basically guy, three guys who it almost amounts to guys, three rookies, three guys playing in their second season and very little stats to even base anything on. Yeah, right now I have Bateman as wide receiver twenty-two. That's well, maybe it's high. It's, I bet. It, well, let me let me check out the ADP real quick. I, I, I bet it's I bet it's higher than ADP. Thirty-seven, eighty-nine overall. I mean, I am way higher on him than consensus. But I mean, who, who do I want? The wide receiver one for the Ravens, or the guy that's going as wide receiver thirty-six, the number two wide receiver for the Eagles. Juju Smith-Schuster's above Bateman. This is 
This is awful. Well, this is ridiculous. Mahomes has to, has to throw to somebody. But, you're, you know, Renfrew's ahead of him, Thielen. I don't know why Michael Thomas is ahead of anybody. He shouldn't be ahead of me and you. <laughs> uh, you know, some of these guys make sense. <laughs> um, and the guys that are behind him, it makes sense. I mean, there's nobody really behind him that's – but I, I agree. He should be probably higher than 37. But what we, we just got to see. We got to no. see what he can do when he's the guy. Yeah, but some um, some ships I'm willing to be late on. Some I, I'm, you know, I want to be early. This is one of those ones I'm going to be early on. Like I'm going to, and that's a strength that when it comes to drafting wide receivers in the later rounds, the mid to late rounds of drafts, it's one of my strengths that I have, um, and I know that going in. So when I get really excited about a player, I don't mind taking him way above ADP because in the past it's panned out for me uh, more times okay. than not. But this will help you out. The Ravens. Ninth in pass attempts last year in the in the whole NFL. Ninth, yeah, top ten to. passing, top yeah. But but that's Ours that goes that helps you so much and scoring such high scoring so their defense couldn't do anything. But you're right, they pass way more than people think. Sure. Yep. Um, and then the other, the only other pass catcher I really care about is Mark Andrews because, like you said, the receivers we don't even know their names. And Andrews, you we don't have to say anything. He's a stud. Last year's tight end one. He led the Ravens in most receiving categories. And I think him and Bateman, it's going to be a great one-two punch. Yeah, they should tear it up. I certainly hope. I, I mean, I, I don't know what Obviously. I'll say. I hope that they all they have done well together. Well, Bateman not, but Hollywood and Andrews. So I'm hoping this works out. I hope Lamar stays healthy. I hope they run like crazy and pass like crazy and score about 50 points a game. It's there, man. They were unstoppable in 2019. Unstoppable. Nobody could. I mean, it was fun. It was like funny to watch him. Just I, I remember they played a Ram, the Rams, like on like a Monday night, and at one point they were up like thirty-seven to three or something. It was just like men amongst boys. Who won um, the Super Bowl? I'd like to see that it year? happen again. Who who won the Super Bowl in twenty nineteen? Yeah, it wasn't them. Well, so so someone stopped it. Was it the Chiefs that ended up? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the year Chiefs won. But who beat the who? I can't even remember who beat the Ravens in the playoffs that year. It wasn't it? Wasn't the Chiefs? Was it Tennessee? We'll be able to figure that out. Oh well, it might be because Tennessee is your like your uh, your bugaboo man. They they always had your number. They're not my bugaboo. It's just that, that Earl Thomas is frightened of Derrick Henry, <laughs> and when instead of tackling him, he runs away from him and beside him, so he doesn't have to touch him. All right, let's see. You lost. Yes, you lost to the Titans. Yeah. Week the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, it is. 14 what to it three. Is. Oh, and I can remember I wrote, I remember I put a thing on uh, Facebook or something uh, to Greg or to um what's his face? Uh John Harbaugh. Note to self, don't sit all your starters for four weeks before the playoffs. All right. Let's liven this up with uh one of the probably the best uh, wide receiver group in the game. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals and Jamar chase. He had one of the best rookie seasons in the history of football. His efficiency was off the charts, which normally is a good thing, but for some reason, something screaming at me, it's going to be real tough for him to replicate all of his accomplishments. Uh, he was fourth in the league with 1,455 receiving yards, but he was 20th with 81 catches. He had 13 touchdowns. So, he caught a touchdown on just about one of every six catches was in the end zone. 
That's good for fourth in the league. And um, in terms of efficiency, he was top 10 in just about every category you could find. Man, when you're a lot of his plays were broken plays and he'd slip one tackle and then he's off to the races. And in the NFL with defenses, I think it's going to be tough for him to do that again. I don't think he's going to have a huge drop off. I mean, he's my wide receiver five, I think. So obviously I think he was going to do well, but I don't, I think he, he can, he can afford to not be as efficient and still be a dominant wide receiver. Uh, and he's not going to make it out of first round, the first round of many fantasy drafts. And one last thing to note is he had five top 10 weekly finishes in fantasy. He also had nine finishes outside the top 24 and six as wide receiver 30 or worse. Mike Williams, he had five finishes in the top 10, just like Chase. And he had eight finishes as wide receiver 30 or worse. So that's there. That, those are comparable. Why do you have to keep pushing Mike Williams on all of us? Because Nobody if I'm wants don't, to hear it. Will. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear it. I had Chase at four. He'll probably be a monster. Did you see his anger today? I don't know. Madden came out and he's not even listed oh, yeah. in the top 10 receivers. And he saw it immediately and was not That's, amused. Well, he shouldn't be. That's a joke. Yeah. Not even in the top 10. And whoever was 10th was at a 91. So Amari oh, Cooper. Is that who it was? Yep. So yeah. They, uh, yeah. They, they, apparently the people Madden don't have a whole lot of respect for the guy. So, well, yeah. I'm sure he'll go out see, there and prove them all. Again, the problem there with him, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, is pick your poison week to week. There's going to be weeks where Burr throws 550 yards and all three of them blow up most likely. But there's going to be – there's really weeks where he just really zeroes in on one or the other. A lot of it, I guess, depends on the defense they're playing. And I, I'd still take the guy in the first round, maybe early second. Yeah, no, I'll, t- I'll take him in the late first for sure. The, and the reason I brought up Mike Williams is because everyone, the, the big thing against Williams is his roller coaster, right? Well, Chase has a similar roller coaster, and not a single human being is talking about, it, at least that I've heard. Was it roller coaster or more streaky? Because then he scored a touchdown in each of the first seven games, then did nothing for like six games, and then blew up again at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. Which one, Chase? Yeah. yeah. So why aren't we worried about that this year? I don't know. Okay. You, you definitely want week to week, but I think his upside is so high that you just, just sort of ignore it. Whereas okay. Mike well, Williams, that's fair. That's fair. we've always, everybody's always hoped he's going to come around. He just never really put up what people had expected. That year Chase just put up, man, if you can get 80% of that, you're still yep. got one hell of a receiver there. That's right. And the next guy for the Bengals is T. Higgins. He was a top 15 receiver in points per game and the second Bengals receiver after Chase to top 1,000 yards last year. Yeah, he's going he also well. had six. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he also had six touchdowns. And here's what I'm talking about in terms of Chase's efficiency. Higgins had a better catch percentage than Chase, but instead of catching a touchdown every six balls thrown to him, he scored every 12 catches. So I think that stat gives Higgins more of a chance to improve. And Chase finished probably around where his ceiling would be. Um, and T. Higgins is huge. He's 6'4", 220-ish. And Higgins had three top 10 wide receiver finishes last year. These guys, I think they're both going to end up as, as wide receiver ones okay, yeah, when the so season's done. Right now, they, they're going fourth and 12th. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it could happen. I mean, I think they, they run pretty different route trees, don't they? I don't think that they're overly similar, are they? Um, I've not looked far, it up, but I, I haven't either, but I can't imagine that it is the same because they have right. different skill sets, right? Very Higgins different is a skill sets, body right. shapes, yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah, he could be good. And then you throw in Tyler Boyd, who on a lot of teams, I wouldn't say be the number one there, but definitely a viable number two. And he, he, he's there he ran number, the most he's there three and he had games two where yeah. he just, he completely blew up. He ran the most routes out of the slot last year of anyone in the NFL. And he was eighth in target separation, which I thought was pretty interesting. So he is, he can get himself open. Where is he? He must be really far down. Oh, he's got, he's going as a 51st receiver. Yeah. He, he finishes as wide receiver 32 last year. Going in the so 11th he was a wide, round. He's a wide receiver three being drafted as a wide receiver, what, five, six? Yeah. Five? Yeah, I, I don't know. That's uh, interesting. I wouldn't have thought he'd be that low, but um, I wouldn't mind having and, I wouldn't mind having any of the three of them. I just don't know do how about, high I would go or mm-hmm. what I would do. Do we care about Hayden Hurst? I don't. Okay. I just – I can't imagine it. Yes, there's a lot of um, passes to go around in Cincy, but – I just can't imagine there's a lot for Where's the tight he end as well. He's going 25th. Yeah, it's low. Yeah. Yeah. I, All right. Yeah. Let's move on to Cleveland. We got two more teams left. Amari Cooper, please help me understand why Amari Cooper is on the third team in his career. He's never had less than 96 targets. He's gone over 1,000 yards receiving five times, including three last four years. His quarterback's rating when throwing to him has never been lower than 96. He's at the best wide receiver in the league, but as far as real football players, he's certainly top 15 or 20. I'm not sure why teams keep trading him. Um, the this first year, time was money and the rebuild of the Raiders, trying to go what they could. But this time, like Jerry said, he just never really produced the way we thought he would. Like, what did you think he was going to do? 3,000 yards, 58 touchdowns in one season? The dude's, the dude's been pretty studly for them. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know what Jerry was expecting. But now, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, in, uh, when he was quarterback for the Colts in 2017, his wide receiver one was T.Y. Hilton, and he finished his wide receiver 18. Uh, and then in 2019, when Brissett was a starter again, uh, T.Y. got hurt, but he was on pace for like 70-ish catches, 800 yards. And it's just – it's not going to happen for him this year. I, I can't rank Cooper any higher than the lowest – wide receiver two, but he's probably going to end up in the wide receiver three range for me. Okay. Where's he going? I haven't even looked. That I don't know. You, you check that out. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I don't really care about him, but I will say quickly, David Bell, I do like rookie from Purdue. His measurables aren't great except his size, 6'1", 210. I like that, but he didn't test well. But he had 93 catches and almost 1,300 yards as a senior, and – but we mentioned this before. Browns coach Kevin Stefanski said on draft day, no matter what, they needed to walk away with David Bell. And they did. They got their guy. So I can't imagine they're not going to use him this year. I think he's going to be the the wide receiver, too. Yeah, they, even they, as a rookie. they definitely ex- expect a lot of him. I don't know if how much they expected in his year one. And if you have Brissett throwing to you, then that's just going to be a nightmare in general. Uh, Cooper's going 23rd, 57th overall. So late, yeah, too high late for me. fifth round. That seems about right. Too high. But he's got to just be hating life. 
these guys that are in Cleveland, that whole team, man, they just, I, I can't imagine how they all feel knowing full well that their whole season is resting in somebody else's hands right now. I know. And David Njoku, tight end for yeah. Cleveland. I don't miss, care about never him. Know. I mean, he, he's never had more than, uh, or he's only had more than 36 catches once in five years. Yeah. I mean, I just. He'll have two touchdowns in one week and we'll have another one the rest of the season. And I don't know if we mentioned this, but Jacoby Brissett's still on the football, so that's not good. I, did you say that? I didn't know if we I don't know. That. Maybe. I can't. I can't. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right, Steelers. Deontay Johnson. He finished as the ninth best receiver in half-point PPR fantasy leagues last year. Uh, but I am finding it difficult to see him repeating that effort. Um, not without Big Ben and his 6.2 yards per attempt. He's just staring at Deontay every play, giving him the second most targets in the league at 169 targets last yep. year. And the Steelers threw the ball 663 times. That's 150 more attempts that Trubisky's ever had in a full season. Uh, and that's this is not the offense the Steelers are going to run. I could, you know, I could see Pittsburgh trying to air it out a little more when they do pass, not those little dink and dunk slants to Deontay every play. Uh, Trubisky's got a bigger arm than Roethlisberger, which isn't saying much, um, but he can throw downfield. And so if I'm predicting the Steelers to throw less, and then that means Johnson's 107 receptions are going to drop. And it's a, if I'm also predicting Najee Harris to be used more in the red zone, which I did, then Deontay's eighth highest red zone targets, they're going to drop as well. He's my current wide receiver, 18, and that's about as high as I think I'm going to be able to get on him. He has ADP right now. He's 13th, 39 overall, so very early fourth round. I can't can do buy, it. I could buy that. I mean, I'm not saying I'd necessarily want him, but I, I can buy where he is there. I think you might have a little low. I don't trust the offense in general. I think you're right. There's no way he'll repeat all that. Pickens, out from what I've read, hasn't looked real great so far in training camp. He's probably at least a year till he really contributes. Yep. Claypool's Claypool. He'll have those huge weeks. He'll have those weeks where they don't even look at him. I do wonder if they'll try to diversify a little bit more as opposed to Big Ben picking one guy to throw to 3,000 times a game. I don't know that Omar Epps and those up there really were ever going to tell Ben you need to stop doing that. I think Ben just sort of ran the offense how he wanted to, and that's just the way it's going to be till he retired. I don't think Mitch or Pickett will have nearly as much leeway if they start zoning in on uh, Johnson constantly, especially if it's not working like it didn't work all that well last year. So this will be an interesting offense to see. I mean, we've had Big Ben since, what, 2005? Something. So, uh, yeah, four or five, I think. So, man, or three. I don't know. Was when he drafted the same years like Philip Rivers and uh, Eli? Didn't they all go on the same year? Uh, I don't know. I'll look it up right now. Okay. Well, you don't have to. I, I think they did. It'll be just really be interesting to see how this offense is going to run without the centerpiece of it for the last 17 years. 2004. 2004. So, yeah, so that's a, that'll be an interesting thing to, to watch there. I think it, Chase Claypool, obviously, if I take him, it's one of the last picks of the draft. I don't even know where his ADP is, if he even has one. But what if what if he's Trubisky's guy? What if Trubisky just decides, hey, I like doing this big dude. He's fast. This is Claypool's what third year? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, isn't it? What year was it when Martavis Bryant broke out? And what's the difference between Claypool and Bryant? Aren't they similar builds? Um, 
Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, they're both big. Tall, skinnier. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know. That, it, it, that's interesting. That Claypool might not be the worst end of your draft dart throw. The, the problem with Claypool, or I think the way people think about it, is he had those two huge weeks in a row his rookie year. And aside from that, he's just not done anything that super spectacular. Even that year, he had like five touchdowns in two games. Well, he had nine on the whole season. And then last year, he had two touchdowns. Granted, he had noodle arm thrown to him, but I think he's just extremely overrated because, one, it's you know, wide receiver university there for the Steelers. And because he had those couple big games in a row, they just expect a lot more out of him than what he's really able to, to give. I, I, don't, I, don't know that I, I don't know that I could trust starting him every week. And you said no, you didn't know if he has an ADP. He does have one. <laughs> It's how low is it? Fifties, sixties? It's down there. It's um, he is forty second, one hundred five overall. So Stop you're talking it. late forty ninth round. No way. Late ninth. I, mean, I, I believe that's what it is, but not the funny not thing is, is one of the I think fifth highest paid receiver in the entire NFL is one slot behind him, Mr. Christian Kirk. <laughs> oh, oh, I, th- I thought it was going to be Kelly, Kenny Galladay. Nope. Because he's he's getting paid a pretty penny as well. I have Claypool as my wide receiver sixty right now. Yeah, they've got forty two sixties. Christian Watson. Oh, I like him. Yeah, we do love him. Uh, all right, last one, last guy, last pass catcher, Pat Pat Fryermuth. Whoa, Pat Fryermuth. Last year's tight end thirteen on the back of having more red zone targets than any tight end in the league. And he turned seven of them into touchdowns. He's currently tight end 12. So people are thinking he's going to do, I guess, just exactly what he did last year. Uh, Trubisky's never been one to really pepper his tight end with targets. So I don't know. I'm, this is another guy I'm not excited about. This yeah. is when I punt the position and take him in the 12th round. And you can see where most people do. He's the 12th tight end, but going at 110. <laughs> You know, that's 10th round. So, uh, yeah, people are punt, punt, punt. Just wait, wait, wait. You eventually have to get somebody because you don't want to be left with absolutely nobody and just basically take a zero to two points every week. But is, is this a guy that I'm going to spend a lot of money on or a lot of draft capital on? Absolutely not. He's another one, though. He yes, has sir. some big weeks where he'll have the two touchdowns one week but won't score for five more. And how, how will he be used now? Right. I'm telling you, this to me, I know most of you aren't really talking about it. To me, this is one of the more interesting offenses in the league because of the change at quarterback. Which quarterback? We're assuming it's We don't even know which one. Yeah, we don't even know. Right. It could be musical. MRS might decide week to week which guy he likes better, and he'll get up there and use all his big, like, seven-syllable words. You really hammer that on MRS. reporters and tell them, we play football here, young man. I'm playing with the best football player gives this team the best chance to win. If I have to step out onto the field and make a, make a punt return, you know, punt return or have to move to the All side right. so my guys can tackle okay. them, then I'll do that. Okay. That's <laughs> just, you just can't get over that, can you? It's been like a decade. For I don't know how they got away with it. I how don't do either. To be that? honest with you, that was pretty wild. 
it, it was weird, wild stuff. And, it, and even after the game, he's acting like it's no big deal. That's just normal that you start walking out on the field as the guy's returning a punt return for a kickoff so that you can push him right into the oncoming tackler. Very odd. <laughs> All right. I wish Before he had stayed on into... house. He was much better when he was on house. He made, made right. a good doctor. Man, really hammering that Omar Epps thing, aren't you? I hate the Steelers so much. Okay. I wear it on my sleeve. Well, folks – Thank you if you stuck with us this long. <laughs> much, much appreciated. Uh, we do understand that we get off the rails a little bit. Uh, if you have any questions, please shoot us a message on Facebook or Twitter. We will answer our tunes are by Flatline. Again, thank you for listening. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And we're at GYBR underscore podcast. Again, it's at GYBR underscore podcast. Kevin, nice talk with you, my friend. Nice talking with you. Yeah, it was nice talking with you, per usual, friend. We'll see you all folks next week, or actually later this week. Yes, got to double it up this week. Yes, sir. See you. See you.